Welcome to episode 283 of Five and Dive. It is Thursday, May 4th. I am your host, Greg Goldstein, Editor-in-Chief of Baseball Prospectus. Joining me as my co-host today, Editor and Author of Baseball Prospectus, Patrick Dubuque. Patrick, I'm not making any Star Wars references. Oh, good. Thank that's, God. That's all I'm saying. The single worst day on the minor league baseball calendar. <laughs> the Dodgers did their did a Star Wars night two nights ago. Are they not home? Are they on the road now? Is that why? Well, they're off today. Oh, but there you also, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I think you could just not do I it I don't know. It just felt I mean you good. can absolutely not do it, but <laughs> Or like there's if you're going to do a game in second, Hartford. do it anytime. It doesn't yeah, matter. Like a game in Hartford a few days ago where they would like, a few years ago, where they literally had like, there's no other way to describe it, right? Star Wars LARPers coming out at various inning breaks throughout the game and like reenacting some sort of Star Wars non-canonical story. I mean, look, we should be, we should be honest about this, that in the minor yeah. leagues, Star Wars days or nights are like some of the They're most well attended they are there's They're some of the most well attended for promotions lead project time. writer at baseball perspectives yeah the, everyone loves star wars yeah I mean, as, have as all, i put out they, on have Twitter all the, once. they have all the marvel stuff now too like the marvel jerseys and hats for all the minor league teams right yeah Unbranded as i said promotions. once online <laughs> people are never not talking about star wars I, I i think we need to spread it around i think we need to uh we need to have more uh, Dave. Uh, think, oh God, I'm already trying to say. Uh, we we need more uh, like 1983 Dune mm. nights, not the new Dune, but the original. You can do like some, you know, you you got your Marvel fine well enough. Everyone, everyone loves Marvel. We need some like Image Comics nights where this like Spawn comes out. <laughs> Or the weird like satanic clown. I'm not I'm I'm vaguely familiar with the series, but like I've not <laughs> thought about Spawn in probably 25 years now. But yeah. uh is there anything you'd like to discuss before we get into our first topic, Patrick? Uh I should just note uh that at the moment as we're talking and we can update regularly, uh Patrick Corbin has pitched seven scoreless innings against the Chicago Cubs, uh giving up one hit in 77 pitches. He is still he has a chance at the Maddox. Um, we will keep you posted on the past. If, if you had gotten odds before the season, would you have taken? Would you would you have preferred to take Patrick Corbin will lose twenty games or Patrick Corbin will get a Maddox? <laughs> I think I would have pretty easily taken the lose twenty games. Um, I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to calculate what the odds I would have given. But the that. odds of like any pitcher just throwing a Maddox, what like? But just Patrick Corbin's one not game any pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true speaking of any pitcher any though, any pitcher uh Patrick, we, we're gonna start this uh, off yeah. with yeah, go uh, we're gonna make this the chase anderson podcast chase anderson oh, uh yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't choose it the rays chose it chase anderson uh everyone's favorite uh that's not true because no one has remembered chase anderson but if they remember chase anderson everyone's favorite fifth starter uh, from the mid-teens, from the time when I, I know he's a major league pitcher. I don't think I could tell you anything else about him. He pitched for the Brewers mostly, right? He just well, we're gonna like learn some Diamondbacks. Right, it's fine. Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks yeah. Brewers, all Reds, teams I, I don't watch a lot of. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, we're, we're I will also note things. that he is he is my uh, 
he is my go-to example for guys who I think should be left-handed, but aren't. Mm. You could also tell me Chase Anderson like stopped pitching any year between like 2012 and 2018. I'd believe you. Probably always true. Uh, every single one of those years. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say should have. I, mean, I said had stopped. Hey, you started back up again. Like <laughs> he gave up. He went home. He, he probably retired in his head and then never made the call. And then, you know, went back out there because he couldn't think of anything else to do. All right. So let's just, let's just share some facts about Chase Anderson. Uh, basically what I need you guys to do is to uh, nod thoughtfully mm-hmm. and pretty much nothing else. Uh, as I, I just throw there's, these There's no out. game here. We're just listening. No, there's Actively no game. Listening. The all game right. is survival. Uh, <laughs> so good luck, yeah. all of you. Chase Anderson. The only way has, to win is not to play. Yeah. He has a winning record in his major league baseball career. He's 58 and 50. Uh, he has made more than $18 million playing Ooh. baseball and has been worth by, you know, the standards of dollar per war, far more than that. Uh, just by showing up he was born on the same day that the afghanistan uh, constitution was ratified um his uh first minor league team the 2009 missoula osprey mm-hmm. it's interesting not not the ospreys which is the plural of osprey <laughs> but the missoula osprey it is a stanford cardinal situation i was gonna say it's like the um, stanford cardinal or the miami hurricane except instead of a color or a tree it's a bird and they are all part of the same bird I don't. I'm not sure if they they just are different organs. See, this is why the Colorado Springs guy. If he had just gone with Colorado Springs Chub instead of Chubs, would have been much better. <laughs> wait a wait a minute. Wait a minute. But what well, that's wasn't that Grand Junction the Chubs? Grand Junction. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, but this is this is just the Miami Hurricane or or the Tulane Tulane Golden Wave. But those are those are things. Not the, Green not Wave. Plural. Green Wave. Come on, Craig. Green Wave. Sorry, I apologize. You're right. Greenway. It's harder. It's it's easier to accept the state or the or the the feeling of a thing being a team name, right? The Crimson Tide is a is a feeling. It's a vibe. A bird. <laughs> it's harder to capture a vibe with just the existence of a bird. But why is the cardinal a tree? I I don't know. Well, I mean, okay. probably because that's where the card the cardinal single singular lives. <laughs> collectively uh with as part of the osprey he was an osprey he was part of the osprey with paul goldschmidt and keon broxton uh, in 2009 uh his first major league start was on may 11th 2014 uh just a week from now uh jose abreu was a rookie that year uh paul canerco pinch hit for his opponents the chicago white Sox. uh hector noesi was the losing pitcher that day and on his side uh, the game was finished by Oliver Perez. Um, he uh, has pitched nine seasons, and of those nine seasons, he has had an above-average ERA, above-average being good, in three of them. Uh, and last night, he earned his first career save in two hundred, his 200th major league game. Um, ironically, only 17 in relief. So... You know, he didn't get many chances, but he finally got his first save. He pitched, he got a three inning save when the Rays uh, beat the Pirates eight to one. Touch 94 on his fastball. Uh, he has the, now that he is an active pitcher, he has the worst strikeout minus walk rate of any active pitcher with as many innings as him. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's like that uh, when Wade LeBlanc came back from like three years in the minors and he had the longest score its inning streak in the majors because he had like, 14 scoreless innings before he just got DFA'd and started 
I should get the minor. That's Sh- great. Shout out, uh, shout out Eric Steven, by the way, for three innings save. Mentioned. Yeah, three innings yeah. save. Um, he has one interesting fact on his Wikipedia page. Uh, while attending his high school, uh, he caught the attention of a coach who purposely selected him to pitch on the hottest games of the year. Uh, he told the radio station because he mowed a lot of yards in his high school days to earn extra money. Uh, he was used to being in hot weather. And so they would pitch him specifically on days when it was like 140, 104, 105 degrees because they knew that this team would have the advantage because he had the stamina to last and the other pitchers would not, uh, which seems kind of cruel. It's one of those being punished for being good at something mm. situations. It's like, it's like, it's like, what's, he's like, he's like Whitey Ford, but in hot weather, right? Pretty much. Uh, he has tied the major league record. Uh, the only record I believe that Chase Anderson owns or is tied for owning by giving up five home runs in a single inning. Wow. And the last fact, uh, he has a tally mark tattooed on his back for every single home run he has ever given up. What? Uh, no. <laughs> Just <made that> last <laughs> Two truths and a lie here. On the, uh, like 50 truths. Honestly, lie, like, I, you know. He doesn't even look at the tattoos. It's just to feel the pain. Pictures are weird. I would believe that, honestly. So there you go. Chase Anderson. Uh, okay. Welcome back to the major leagues. We've all done it. We've all survived. Yeah. Fun facts about a survivor. I mm. Chase Anderson, good changeup, if I recall yeah. correctly. Yeah, you know, the word tumble. Tumble, word tumble gets used a lot in BP mm-hmm. annual yeah. comments about Chase Anderson. I wrote one of those. Yeah. I believe I compared it to uh, something about a dryer, something like that. Uh, in one of the comments, so that's good. Uh, are, I'm, I'm just going to move us on. I don't, yeah. know, I don't even know how to make a connection between Chase Anderson, who could conceivably have pitched for the Texas Rangers in any of the last five years. I just got to say that uh, the Rays on this incredible start they're having are absolutely just taking the piss at this point. Like they had Heath Henry <laughs> up in their bullpen for yep. a while. Now they're doing with Chase Anderson. They're going to bring back all your faves. Is is? Let me ask you this in in mm-hmm. that context yeah. is. There, there was, a, you know, I would say, I would call it a minor dust up uh, yesterday over uh, Wander Franco to quote Jeff Jeff's message to me as he sent me the video uh, taking the piss yeah. against the Pirates. Uh, it's in by... the agenda, Craig. If you didn't read yeah. ahead, yeah, we're, okay. we're gonna get to it, but well, it's fine. Go um, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go it's ahead. fine. We're here. It yes, it's in the agenda, but I thought it relates to this. I said I was just gonna say is the is the acquisition and subsequent immediate deployment of Chase Anderson for a three inning save the uh, organiz- organizational version of a flex on par with what Wander Franco did with the with the uh, you're saying which is, which is which is more of uh which is which, stunting which shows on more which is stunting to on the unwritten rules of baseball yeah what's yeah. more disrespectful yeah. here earnestly mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like the Chase Anderson Heath everything. It, it's got a real glass onion vibe to me, where it's just like we're just gonna bring your favorite characters in. <laughs> They'll have one scene. <laughs> Everyone's having fun. Fair enough. Yeah. We'll we'll get to the other thing later. I just wanted to. I thought there was a, a parallel there. All right. Our second topic. Even the overachieving is bigger in Texas. Uh, one of the surprises, I would say, alongside the Pittsburgh Pirates, who who are currently being. Uh, moderately throttled by the Rays, uh, is the Texas Rangers. They are 18 and 12. They have a very nice plus 69 run differential on the season. Um, only five and five in their last 10. So maybe maybe things are cooling down, but it's a 600 winning percentage. They're in first place by a game and a half over the Angels in the AL West. Uh, 
this was an interesting, heavy gamble kind of roster construction. And thus far, it's working, despite some of those kind of key pieces going down with injury, especially the the last one being Jake DeGrom, who who left his last start with forearm issue. Um, Is this actually working? Can it keep working? It's funny because we projected, I remember we had a conversation about this before the season started, about how clearly a Stars and Scrubs model this team had. I think we said something about how only one guy had an even reasonably average looking DRC plus uh, projected going into the season. Uh, And it is exactly how this team is now built. Uh, They have basically four guys who can't hit and everybody else is hitting incredibly well. Um, it's not quite the same four guys, although you could have, you know, you could have called it, <laughs> you know, Brad Miller. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is that basically everybody who we thought, oh, this guy is probably pretty good. is just turned out to be about 15% better so far than we would have thought. Um, and everybody who was 15% worse, is, everyone's worse is 15% worse, but there just aren't that many of them. Uh, it's, it's a weird team. The only yeah. guy with an OPS plus between like 80 and 120, I think right now is Robbie Grossman, who's still in <laughs> a slightly above average hitter. He's kind of like managed his way to a Yeah, he's at he's at 105. Yeah. Um, Leo Tavares baby. Tavares is at League average at hitter. Yeah. He's at 101 for OPS plus. That's, yeah, I he think pulled himself it. up last night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had a few hits, yeah. It's a weird team. Um, Very weird team. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they've also, I I, I honestly think, I mean, look, we can make a lot of the the lineup, which has been very good. Uh, You know, Josh uh, Young is hitting 275, 325, 541. Uh, He's also striking out like 33% of the time. So like I'd expect some attrition on that. Jonah Heim is having a star level open to the season he's 28 he's hitting 294 371 588 as a catcher that's like mike piazza shit yeah yeah (laughs) exactly he's got a 164 ops plus look nathaniel low um he's he's got the 118 he's right on that borderline uh ops i I, plus i think people buy nathaniel low for what he is at this point that's fine that's reasonably expected. Semyon, uh, after the really slow start last year, picked it up in the second half. He's hitting again. I don't think that's surprising to anyone. Corey Seager had 40 at-bats. Uh, he was hitting very well in those 40 at-bats. He's hurt. But the problem was their outfield, and they brought Tavares back. I think he was hurt, right? He, yeah, he had a little was, something in spring training, back. yeah. Um, Adelis Garcia is having you know, basically the Adelise Garcia season at this point, he's 250, you know, an OBP between 300 and 310. And then he's slugging right now. It's 500. The last two years, it's been 455 or so. I would kind of expect him to end up around 455 or so. And he'll be like, you know, a one, a 100 to 110, maybe 113, whatever OPS plus player. Um, He's, you know, he does enough damage on contact to, to, to me to kind of sustain that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I mentioned Seeger got hurt. Ezekiel Duran in 75 plate appearances, 324, 351, 507. 19 this to 1 strikeout Jeff, to walk Jeff's ratio. very excited. I, will say. Uh-huh. I am very excited. I think they should just be playing him at, like, shortstop, but whatever. 
I mean, they they still desperately need another corner outfielder. Bob, Bubba <laughs> Thompson has had a lot of uh, plate appearances, has, has not played well. Uh, Robbie Grossman, we talked about, is like, okay, they, they need an improvement there. They've run Duran out there. Travis Jankowski somehow has a 120 OPS plus. That's not going to stick. Like, that's just not going to stick. Their injury replacements have been extremely good <laughs> at yeah. filling in. It's like, you know, Heim basically absorbed all of Mitch Garver's powers when he went on the IL. Um, well, but Heim was going to st- – I mean, Heim was right. going to be the catcher. He's a good defensive catcher, and they liked him anyway. Garver was going to be the DH. Right, but now he's basically hitting like Garver and still catching yes. like Heim. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, it's you know they, it's one of those the, the the whole getting away with it thing. They just like but when things have things have not always gone right for this team, but they no. just have rolled with every single punch. But so but far. to me, it's the pitching, right? It it's Martin Perez. I guess it's just doing this now. Yeah, he's a two four one ERA. This is just what he's doing. Nathan Ivaldi, it's a three nine three ERA, but that's a one twelve ERA plus, and he's giving them innings and strikeouts. He's not walking guys. You know, he he gets hit a little bit because he's in the zone so much, but that's that's how it is. Andrew Heaney is really like the only guy not working out uh, among all the gambles they've made so far. Obviously, Degrom's hurt right now, so I you know whether you count that as working out, he was very good before getting hurt. Um, you know, John Gray has been okay. He's, well, he's not striking guys out very much and he's had to leave starts multiple times with injuries, but like, I think he'll probably be fine, especially if he's like your fourth guy, that's fine. But you you brought this up to me a while back, Patrick, and talking about their bullpen and how we projected it to be one of the worst. And it's been at least on a run prevention level, whether it's earned or not, it's been incredible. Yeah, it's a, it's really interesting. Like you can see the signs for regression coming here. So they are, you know, not that ERA is a great source for how to evaluate a pitching staff, relief staff, but uh, but it's what's happened, right? Yeah, it's what's happened, and they are tenth in ERA. They are uh, also 29th in DRA, <laughs> <laughs> and the reason is that like they have this incredible combination where they are basically giving up the most fly balls in baseball for relievers and the lowest home run per fly ball rate. That's, uh, I mean, look, so, they have, they have like a stadium. I think that caters to that a little bit, but, but man, you can't you can, live like that. Well, it, 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 but when you do live like that, like it makes it, so you have a two fifty Babbitt because, you know, basically every, people, the fielders have time to get everywhere. Um, so it, you right. know, as long as that doesn't, you know, fail instantly, the moment we talk about it, like they're, they're fine. They well, just have to magically and, and make sure to, it happens for the rest of the year. I can criticize the outfield offensively, but Adelis Garcia, Leody, Tavares, and whoever you want in a corner is a very good de- defensive yeah. outfield, especially if it's Travis Jankowski, right? Like, like that's J- Jankowski's not, he's like a defensive replacement, you know? So if you're playing him out there along with Garcia and Tavares, that's three center fielders, really. So on some level, like if that's who you're running out there because you've got a bunch of fly ball pitchers, it makes a little bit of sense. Now, the the stuff like Brock Burke, who they liked last year, he's striking out. It's early. It's 10 games, whatever. But it's he's striking out six per nine and it has a 203 ERA. Like that's not going to work long term. It's just there's too much. There's too much fluctuation on balls in play, right? Like I. You you kind of need guys. Dane Dane Dunning, who I like, uh, has started. Uh, I guess he started no games, but he's filled in 
he's been a multi-inning guy. He's filled in when he filled in when DeGrom got hurt uh, and, and other guys. He's a 177 ERA. He has 11 strikeouts and five walks in 20 innings. It's not going to keep, that's not going to, you're not going to keep getting that type of performance out of a guy who's, who's allowing the ball in play that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not going to keep up. <laughs> I don't think this is a good bullpen. Uh, it's just, there's like a lot of Josh spores and he's been good. He's, he's been like, good. Yeah. He's, like, he's the they, one that legitimately is like, okay, rando reliever steps forward. Like I can see. I mean, that. like I know a three, seven ERA isn't amazing, but like he's got 12 strikeouts yeah. and nine and two thirds innings. It's three walks. Like he's actually been pretty good for them, but like, he's also Josh spores. And mm-hmm. like, they didn't think he was something special. Like they, he was like one of the last guys in the bullpen. You know what I mean? This isn't like someone like, oh, we've we've unlocked something in Josh Spores. It's just like this is kind of a good run. So I guess the ultimate question is like, where do they end up? How, how if we if we agree that like this is not likely to keep going the way it's going, where are they going? How many wins did the Texas Rangers end up with in twenty twenty three? Yeah, well, this is the game. I mean, it's early yeah. April. Sure, fine. I mean, they they're they're a whole two and a half up on Houston and one and a half up on the Angels. They're not they're they have not banked to the level that the Braves, the Rays have banked, unfortunately. Um, it's it's hard to say because I think they are like they are kind of what the Angels always were, in the sense that they can just they only need two guys, right? They they need another reliever and they need another. They they have enough starters. Like Dunning, as you said, is not great. You know, he's not knocking people over, but he's your sixth starter. That's a great thing. You know, it's a good sixth starter. Yeah. yeah. I think the problem is everything beyond beyond Dunning on a starting on a starting pitcher front. Like if sure. anyone else goes goes down. Sure. And then you have all of the old Rangers, right? <laughs> you yeah. have all those guys that were starting the last few years. Yeah, that's not that's not great. But I it feel they feel like a team that could pretty easily improve themselves at the deadline if they want to. I mean, I think they need to be acting now. We we are not doing a segment on the Cardinals, so we probably could. Um, but like the Cardinals have too many outfielders, even with Jordan Walker in the minors. Like, go get Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They that does seem like a, a real good match, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know exactly what you give up for him, but like you he's still a good defender in, in a corner, which is seemingly what they're prioritizing. Like go go get Tyler O'Neill because that is like the Cardinals frankly need just to alleviate their logjam. I, I think you saw the piece Joe Sheehan sent out yesterday, Patrick. I yeah. I saw it. Like he made a good point. Like they probably just need to play Dylan Carlson, who I know hasn't been great, but like he's their best defensive center fielder. They just don't have room for all these guys. And Texas does. Right. Yeah, they have they have a few spots. Right. Um, Josh right. Smith could Josh Smith could go back to AAA. Um, it's, yeah, and they also like they they have a D, they have a DH thing, right? Like Mitch, I know Mitch Garver is theoretically the starting DH when everybody's clicking, but like you, you could get anybody to fill that role. Like it's not that hard. Um, you know, Eric Hosmer might be available sometime soon, um, and he is an upgrade over Brad Miller right now. Uh, much as that's a, a dark statement, it's I don't devastating. Know, they, yeah. <laughs> If they could, like, I can see this team, you know, pulling a few levers and and making a good run. Like it, they they did the thing 
where everybody complained about them spending money too early, right? And and buying too early. And this is just another reminder that it's so much better to buy one year too early than it is to buy one year too late. And yep. um, and then we have in the division the Seattle Mariners, who did not buy early, and so went wanted to wait until the pieces were all in place. And then the pieces were all in place, and they still didn't buy anybody. And now they're four games under five hundred. Um, it is okay to just overspend. It's and- it's never good to describe a meme on a podcast, but I saw a post yesterday that was the uh, the the Star Wars uh, like quadrant meme where it's or you know it's like four things and it's uh whatever like natalie portman's character being like you know you're, it, you're it's doing a great job like, craig yeah <laughs> thanks jeff very helpful um where she asks a question and it's the guy just staring at her and she asks a question again because it's not right. gonna happen and it was like john stanton for the guy it was like john stanton uh we've saved all this money uh, re, you know by tanking over the last three years and it's like, well, we're going to reinvest it in 2022. Like it, it had like 2021, 2022 crossed out, 2023 crossed out, 2024. And it's just him staring at her. And it's like, we're going to reinvest it in 2024, right? I mean, that's uh, just the Mariners at this point. Also, poor uh, Heating Christensen just being referred to as the guy. The guy. Whatever. I don't, I, as, <laughs> oh God, I did reference Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend you were contractually uh, obligated. Mm. I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know Star Wars. I'm sorry. So whatever. Hayden Christensen. Fine. Uh I'm proud I could remember it was Natalie Portman. I'm old now. Whatever. Anyway, that's that's all I have to contribute to this. Uh yeah, I think Texas. So how many wins, Patrick? I I mean we we projected them for what, like high seventies, low, you know, eighty-ish before the season started. I can um, see them. I can tell like you that 77 in a or something, I think. Yeah. Right now it's eighty one and a half. I mean the the starting pitching health still applies, right? There is still just the the chance that Degrom never pitches again this year. Um, but I'm I'm willing to say that I think that they're at least definitely a wild card contender. I think I still think Houston pulls out of their funk. I don't think that you know Alex we Brandon's projected hit them like for seventy nine wins. Yeah, I I don't think that you know we I don't think that the Houston Astros lineup will have two above average hitters by the end of the year as they currently yeah do. i mean they're they're missing altuve they're getting out uh brantley back soon and some guys will just get better i don't think jose abreu is going to have a 531 ops by the end of the season he's slugging under 300 right he's now. slugging under his on base percentage and he is yeah. also uh he has five walks and 31 plate appearances um it's not good but i don't think he's that bad we uh, do project uh texas over seattle at this point which was reversed preseason yeah, I, I, I mean, I absolutely buy that. No, <laughs> no problem with that one. Um, um, so. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, like I said, Pakoda's at eighty-one and a half, essentially. I, I think that's around right, eighty to eighty-two. To me, feels reasonable. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I probably lean more in the eighty-two, eighty-three range. I think they'll be. You know, I think they will be in it for that final wild card spot. Um, but you know, it's actually because of Oakland and Kansas City and Detroit. It's going to be actually in Chicago. It's going to be a tough race to get to eighty-two. Honestly, at this point, like there's some good teams in the American League West in the sense that there are four really terrible teams and everybody else is competent. 
it's kind of funny. Okay. I was I was looking at the Washington Nationals. Who uh, let's go ahead and update. Um, Patrick Corbin gave up. Oh, did he really? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, Corbin. They they pulled you know, Corbin. He started the eighth. He gave up two runs. He's not even eligible oh. for the loss now, though. Unfortunately, yeah. he couldn't give up. He needed to give yeah. up four oh. early to make it. Uh... The so ultimate Patrick game. Corbin performance in that no one is satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> so I was looking at the Nationals. And I was looking like, oh, the twelve and eighteen. Like honestly, pretty surprising, right? Like, uh, like uh, Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore have been all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Gray has had specifically like changes to his pitch arsenal that have he throws a cutter now instead of his crappy fastballs. Yeah. Yeah. His fat well, they think the fastballs like a little bit better. They changed the shape, mm. I think. Whatever. Go ahead. Oh, so, yeah, like, they're like they've, there's like five teams worse than than the Nationals right now, right? Record. And that's not something I think we would have called uh before the I will, season. Started. I will say they're things. also on path, they're also on pace for 98 losses. Hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they have an 88 OPS plus as a team and only two players over 100. And it's still Victor Robles and Stone Garrett. Yeah. Um, um I, I while we're updating, I do need to point out that I we we I did bring up the struggling Cardinals who are losing eleven to five in the fifth inning uh, uh to the Angels. I just the vibes, I to, to quote Jeffrey on another team, the vibes are rancid. I believe that That's was about a, the White Sox, who yeah. have won three in a row. Thank I you said the much. Cardinals have the same record as the White Sox now. <laughs> and not for long, apparently. <laughs> not for long. Uh, okay, let's let's go to our third subject here. Vegas, baby. Vegas? The Oakland Athletics, perhaps not soon to be Las Vegas whatevers. I don't know if they'll keep the name or not. Um, have not actually submitted what they've needed to submit for the $500 million tax credit, whatever the, whatever they're getting. They're not, it's, it's like, they're trying to say it's not publicly funded, but it's coming from other existing, it's not like new public funding, I guess, but they're just taking money, I guess is the plan to take money from other existing public funding. They'll just raise the hotel tax again or whatever. Yeah. Well, no, but the, well, maybe eventually, but the, the, the way it's being submitted is that they're not going to raise taxes in mm. any specific connection to this, but that there, it would just be taken from existing, you know, education, whatever. public transit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sir. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> usually these things are extensions. They, they just take the tax that was set to expire that they, everyone assumed would never really expire. And then they don't let it expire and they just use it. They get more. Right. I, I, I don't actually know the specifics but whatever but but the um the a las vegas uh politician the the i think the leader of the the house right or whatever came out and said basically like we haven't received this and we would have preferred to receive it like a while ago this is a very very teenager who does the homework and then can't be bothered to turn it in vibe yeah, sorry. The assembly speaker says the Oakland A's have not presented "quote unquote" concrete language requesting five hundred million dollars in public money to help construct a stadium in Las Vegas. Mm. And if a proposed bill doesn't materialize soon, the legislature could "quote" run out of time. Uh, they have thirty-four days. Yeah, they re- they recess in June or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The assembly speaker said if something was going to happen, it really should have been in place last week. Um, this I mean, ha- look how good. look how concrete does the language really need to be for five for five hundred million bucks? You can just do the arrested <laughs> development, like money, please. Yeah. 
I like this because it basically is the politicians of uh, Vegas doing to the athletics, but the athletics are doing to the politicians of Oakland. Turns out, like both sides can do that. You can just be like, "No, you, you know, we can we can play hardball with you a little bit." Yeah, if you're gonna do this, you got to at least be better at grifting, right? They're right. not good at the A's have not shown themselves to be good at any part of the process of uh, funding, putting together, or moving a major league baseball team. So. Or manipulating can I, can I the ask, people. Sorry. Can I ask what is what is almost certainly a dumb question? In that I I, I think the I know the answer, and the answer is no. But does any of what the A's have kind of pulled in Oakland, both in terms of the way they've decimated their roster on purpose and made it unwatchable and antagonized fans and things like that, does any of that? Do you think matter at all to what Las Vegas is looking at in terms of trying to get? Le- I mean, like again, I think the answer is no. This is all about money and who can make money and how much. And, and they're and not going to be there but, for like five years as it is. So like the current state well, no, of the A's doesn't really well, I'm not, matter. I'm not saying the, but but it's about the process, right? It's about <laughs> what you're willing to do to fuck over other people. Mm. And if I'm if I'm Las Vegas, clearly I'm you know clearly I would do a lot of things differently. But if I'm Las Vegas, even if I'm only concerned about the money, I might have some trepidation about going to to John Fisher and making a deal with a guy who's willing to do all this shit to fuck over another city. Right. So it comes down to like at what point are you just like, you know what? Let's just put an expansion bid in and not deal with these people at all. On our own, right? Terms, yeah. Exactly. I think. Look, the league clearly wants they want a team someone there, right? in yeah. Las Vegas, yeah. so I think they have some leverage there. You also, I, have I guess, the, I just yeah. Sorry, go ahead. sorry. You also have the the toxicity of the Raiders, who, which also not not a real clean break, and uh, it it worked out fine <laughs> for in terms of Vegas getting the team. Like, I it, think that. It, well, I my understanding is. Las Vegas isn't thrilled with that. Right, it deal. did, but right are now. they going to want to do it again now? Right. They're they're not thrilled with that deal, and they did that. But right, to Jeff's point, like, do you learn a lesson from that? Number one, and number two, like, they've also crushed it with the the Golden Knights, right? Like, that's been a, a huge success for them. And to Jeff's point, like, that's an expansion franchise. I don't know. I just I kind of wonder, like. Again, like if you're willing to to get in bed essentially with a guy with with a ownership group that has done exactly like, wouldn't you have some concern that says, you know, that like they're clearly not in it for Vegas either. They just they want the the broad like the 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 surrounding area. They want the they want to get access to either hotels or casinos or wh- whatever else they can put around the stadium and benefit that way that's clearly what he's there for and look you can make a deal on those grounds but i guess my point is like the levels that that fisher and company have gone to caval have gone to in their antagonism in their in their i mean again like should the quality of the team play into this very much not a ton to just point they have a long time to make it better but at the same time like you're buying an entertainment product that's absolute garbage. Is there no concern there either? I don't know. I again, I think the answer is probably not, but it feels like it should be. I mean, the ironic thing for Vegas is that 
uh, they maybe they, they maybe they want an expansion team, but they're not going to get one until somebody buys Oakland or somebody moves Oakland. Right, right. That, <laughs> so, that and and Manfred has been very specific about that. That's so they they have to if they don't if they don't take the A's, then they have to wait for somebody else to take the A's, and maybe nobody ever does, and they never do get a team. Well, so the other thing with the A's is why why would John Fisher just not sell at this point? He doesn't want this team. I mean, like he doesn't. He want thinks this team. he he thinks it's a better deal for him in Vegas when he decides yeah, to he, sell, basically, because he wants to be the real estate magnate. Yeah, that's that's what it all comes down to. Yeah, the team is just a means to an end. Yeah, I I just uh, so so speaking of an end, where, where do you see this end? The cynic in me thinks that this the they'll get it they'll make it happen. They'll move to Vegas because it, it always happens. Mm-hmm. The, the team always finds the city that's willing to do it. And the city always pays up and they always regret it. And it happens again. Nobody ever learns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're saying you're running out of time. I think there's something in the deal about, about the actual timing. I'm guessing that can be amended and mm-hmm. a special session can happen. Yeah. Right. Like the, there are always kind of these back doors into this kind of stuff, but I, I think that's probably the most likely one. I I just kind of wonder if everyone in Vegas is kind of not not everyone, but at least enough people in in you know among the politicians in Las Vegas yeah. aren't getting a little cold feet here and saying like, oh, you know, all the I people, don't know. Like all the people in Cobb County got voted out, but the stadium's still there, right? Yeah, yeah. And all those Certainly. people who got voted out, you know. They did okay for themselves in the meantime. I'm sure they did. Yeah, well, yeah. And that's Miami's. That's Miami Stadium too, right? The Marlins yeah. had the same thing. Um, I I think that's the most likely. I agree with you. I just, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, it sucks, and I also don't. I, I yeah, I don't know. It just does not seem. Yeah, it just does not seem good for anybody. On that note, why don't we take a break and we'll be back with our last two segments. Welcome back to episode 283 of Five and Dive. We're going around the horn in our fourth segment. We'll start with, uh, well, I, yeah, I guess at least one of these was positive. We'll start with debuts. We'll start with a positive after after the bitter note that we ended the, the previous segment on. Uh, we had three pitcher debuts in the last few days here. Um, Bryce Miller first for the Mariners, your Seattle Mariners. Gavin Stone for my uh my Los Angeles Dodgers and Brandon Fott for Jeffrey. No, I'm kidding. Uh, for the Arizona <laughs> Diamondbacks. Uh, we can start with Bryce Miller. That one went quite well. It was against the Oakland Athletics to, to have another tie-in. So, uh, yeah, what seven innings, ten strikeouts, a couple hits. He did decimate Brent Rooker, um, which <laughs> is an achievement as the one A's hitter. I will point out um, that he got uh, at least. A little bit outdueled by Mason Miller, who Craig had some very mean things to say about. No, 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 no. I it was I was not mean. Number one, but number two, I a lot of what I said in terms of like people getting a little hyped over him, 
Uh, I look, I was surprised Mason Miller went seven and eight. So that was, I was wrong about that kind of thing. Uh, I will note the Mariners came back against the ace bullpen immediately after no seven, no hit innings from Mason Miller and won the game, denying him of a win in terms of like fantasy context, people getting excited about him. Like he's just not going to do that much. You know what I mean? Like also I would point out as, as bad as the A's are, the Mariners offense, not exactly a tough test right now. Oof. JP Sears also shut them down. And the Oakland. And then again, uh, they got on the ball. Boy, last night, the, uh, the bullpen, you know, in that, that 10th inning game with Adam Aller, um, it really felt like it felt like no pace of play in the world could stop Adam Aller from taking two hours to pitch the 10th inning of that game. It, it, it really felt like time was standing still. Nobody's moving in the crowd. There's nobody in the crowd. So there's no sense of movement. It just feels like the same guy pitching in front of a green screen over and over and over again. <laughs> it was it was ugly. But the Bryce Miller experience was not ugly. He looked very good. Well, I, I again, the most strikeouts in a debut performance in however long I don't remember the exact stat. He looked really good. The fastball looked really good. Filled the zone. Was getting swings and misses in the zone. Again, the caveat here is like. All of this is true of a, a fair number of pitchers against the A's to some degree. Uh, but as you said uh, earlier, Patrick, he is now, uh, Jerry DePoto has declared him a permanent member of the of the rotation. I think kind of by default to some degree, given the Robbie Ray injury, but also he's he's made that declaration. Given the Robbie Ray injury and the Chris Flexen uh, non-injury. Um, yeah, it, it, what's great is that the Mariners now, this is kind of a tradition. It's It's early May. And so every, every May, the Mariners dig deep and find some new starter. And every year it's kind of worked out, right? So far, you know, two years ago, it was Logan Gilbert. Last year, it was George Kirby. All of them promoted you know, a little a little faster than maybe they would have liked. All of them kind of brought in under kind of emergency circumstances. Um, yeah, they, if Bryce Miller's not good, the Mariners don't have a lot of options right now uh, other than Easton McGee who is definitely he a real hurt. person. I think he he's all he's on the IL yeah. um and also came up and had a bunch of no hit in him. <laughs> yeah, it, it was too much. First he, start of the year. It was too much for him and he immediately had to get it. He had to go sit down for 10 days. Um, yeah, it's a uh, oh god, I know I know he came up last year and I said his name wrong. What Darren Darren Mc, well, I'm going to say it wrong, but McCoggan? McCoggan? Sure. Do you remember who I'm talking about? I do. I feel like his name was Patrick. Yeah, I mean, I I I remember him as. Oh, it's McCacken. Even though it's a GH, it's McCacken. Yeah, that's Uh, that was the issue. Uh, He's there. Obviously, Tommy Malone is around. Obviously, Tommy. Obviously, Tommy Malone is around. (laughs) I think we need Tommy. I think this team needs Tommy Malone personally. No one wants Um, to admit they need Tommy Malone. Everybody Except actually some does. team always does every year. Yep. Chase Anderson West. The actual so, left-handed Chase Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I so Bryce Miller had a good start. Brennan Fott um and Gavin Stone. Now I will say the the Diamondbacks pronunciation guide on Brennan Fott apparently has it as Fought, like F-O-U-G-H-T. I I I, I guess I trust them, but I also I 
I'm struggling to get there. I keep saying it like five. Which and is, is that close enough? Am I doing damage? I thought yet? that's I don't what know. it was. Uh, as a but... Pacific Northwesterner, there is zero difference between the pronunciation of those two things. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, this is this goes back to like the thing I I had like the the Mary, Mary, and Mary thing yeah. where people say there's two or three. I for me there's three. There's one. Uh, so there's, yeah. okay, there's one. Perfect. M R Y. There are no vowels. <laughs> That's the new uh, app for for married people. Anyway, Brandon fought. Uh, was looking okay, and then he gave up. What well, I think at one point I messaged Jeff it was three solo homers, but was mm-hmm. still looking pretty good overall. And then things kind of devolved. He gave up more home runs more home that runs, turned yeah. into an absolute slugfest. Jeff, I mean, about what you expect from him. Obviously, more kind of runs maybe than you might expect, but yeah, uh, he's going to be a little home run prone. I didn't expect like you know nine home runs per nine home run prone. Yeah, he gave but... up four in four and two. <laughs> yeah. But... That's gonna need to come down, but yeah, it's uh, it's not five you know, one inning though. Good fastball with some carry sliders, been effective uh, in the minors, especially this year. You know, it's a, I I think I'm a little bit lower on him than some others in the industry, but I think he's a perfectly fine mid rotation starter. Yeah, I I think that checks out. Uh, Gavin Stone then started later yesterday uh, afternoon. Didn't look very sharp. Uh, to he's, be honest, yeah, he's gonna be an interesting one for me. Just I don't even. May not get another start for a bit, uh, as they seem to just be pushing Syndergaard back, but otherwise keeping the rotation mostly intact. Uh, he, he's one where he was throwing the changeup a lot early and not getting chases out of the zone. And mm-hmm. it's like, he's going to have to establish the fastball, and it's a perfectly fine fastball. He's just going to have to establish it against Major League Mid-90s, to, a little straight, maybe. Yeah, a little, to, you know, there's not... Yeah. To get the... And he's got to work his slider in more, too, I think, as well. Um, just to... Only the, one strikeout. On yeah, the, the changeup was, was not. The day that was the slider. Yeah, the changeup was not super sharp. Like it was kind of floating. It was getting a little too much plate, or just guys just weren't offering at it. You know, six inches under the zone, a few inches outside. Like major league hitters are gonna be a little better at picking it up. So he's gonna have to be able to, you know, get the get the fastball over and get ahead in the count. I think to at least keep that in the back of the guy's mind. But I'm not worried about yeah, long term, and, and the, you know the defense, like obviously behind him, didn't help a ton either at various <laughs> yeah. points in that game. So, yeah, I I think he 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 kind of grinded through it a little mm-hmm. bit. There wasn't a ton. There was some hard contact. There wasn't a ton mm-hmm. of hard contact. Um, the early on, I Bryce Harper came up. Bryce Harper got to every pitcher on, yeah. on the day. I think he had four hits, uh, four or five hits yesterday, but. You messaged me and said similarly that like major league hitters aren't going to bite on those. No. And he had some it, some changeups that looked close. You they know, look they good. good. They look good. Yeah. They were. I mean, they were maybe Edmundo right Sosa is biting at those. Bryce Harper is not right. biting at those. Right. Now. Is not biting at those. And the other part is they when they did they spoiled them. When he mm-hmm. he threw some good changeups that hit the bottom of the zone. Yeah, he bottom, wasn't getting like, as much them. of that late shape. It was a little like you know you don't normally call a changeup movement lazy. But it was a little kind of humpy floaty. in there that was a little yeah. floaty yeah he wasn't quite getting the yeah. sharp late break he usually does so we'll see i mean i think there's some refinements to happen there but mm-hmm. he didn't look bad but he did get beat you know i think it was kind of like uh uh you know you faced a major league lineup today yep. buddy yep. you know time time to make adjustments um is where i'd go with that um of the three i just kind of asked kind of both of you kind of where where do you see miller has the most obvious direct opportunity but kind of who do you like in the mid to to long term for for these three guys 
I mean, again, I think Miller, like, I think Fott's just going to be in the rotation. They yeah, run he through, should. I mean, he run should. Through, he's better than, you know, Tommy Henry options, yeah. and you know, Trey Jamison. I think that is still in the minors and Ryan Nelson hasn't been great either. So there's, there's just, there's spots here, right? I mean, outside of Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen, like they're of the remaining pitchers. He's certainly in the top three and might just be the best one. Yes. Um, yes. Going forward, despite Texas getting to him, um, you know, Miller has got a good fastball. I'm going to need to see him again. <laughs> Unlike Gavin Stone, I can't really say he faced a major league lineup. So. No. <laughs> Uh, and with Stone, I don't know because you know there's going to be uh, pressure from underneath too, from Bobby right. Miller and Nick Nestrini and Emmett Sheehan. And the Dodgers are weird and how they choose to, <laughs> as, as Craig is well aware, the Dodgers are weird what they choose to do with their rotation at a given time. So he's definitely got the shortest leash, um, mm-hmm. which you know could affect him, right? You know he's not going to be able to get the length to just you know work his work his way out of his problems on the mound, like. If he doesn't work them out on the mound, he's going to work them out in AAA. Um, I think, yeah, expectations are just so much higher given the Dodger state, given the rotations of those other two teams where, you you know, you've got somebody literally placing Madison Bumgarner and Chris Lexen. <laughs> the bar is so yeah, low. I, two of I those think three it's um, not, not to draw too strained a parallel, but Jeff Jeff's article today on Drew Maggi and like there's a part of it that I really liked that was like there's there's something to be said for an agent finding you the right spot to even even when you're not necessarily that good right which was like uh Harold Ramirez got a lot of time on a really bad Marlins team and he got a chance to be bad but functional in the majors and other teams got to see what he did well and and kind of really uh, a view into that. Whereas like Drew Drew Maggi was on the Dodgers in like 2018 or 2019, and no one was ever going to see him. You know what I mean? Doesn't doesn't matter how good he was. I mean, he wasn't that good. He was fine, but he wasn't that good. And like if Drew Maggi was on the worst team in the majors that year, maybe he plays, and and we don't get the situation we're in now. Um, and and it's obviously different. There's not an agent kind of issue here because of the draft and, and all of that kind of stuff. But like for Gavin stone, like you just, the opportunity is very different because of the expectations, like because of the, the pillow room for any struggles. I will know. I looked up the transactions uh, log for the Dodgers today. They have not optioned him back yet. So it was not an immediate, they might still, um, but I was kind of surprised. I thought they'd, they'd drop him out for a reliever or something. We'll see. The, the secret is to get that one year and to glean all of the magic from the smart team, write it all down in a loose sleep notebook and then go find, <laughs> <laughs> go find an actual place to apply it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's go on to injuries, uh, kind of a less uh, exciting topic, but uh, Pete Fairbanks lands on the IL. Uh, Garrett Cooper has an inner ear infection. I just think which... it's funny because I assume it's from when he was hit that double to beat the Braves and just grinned like the amount of grinning that man <laughs> yeah, made. Yeah, he really loved that. Oh man, he he I I could just you could hear the bones creaking. It's got to be it's got to be related. I, I speak similarly on Garrett Cooper. Uh someone said they really like any injury that that makes a uh a major leaguer sound like their child. <laughs> <laughs> um so there's yeah Garrett Cooper is out. Uh, I I think Yuli Gurriel is just gonna he's hitting 300. I don't know if you realize he's back in the majors and and on that team, but he's he's there hitting 300 somehow. 
Um, Marlin, the Marlins are also frisky. They're not as frisky as the Pirates, but they have been frisky. They are so like they looked dead, and then they reeled off a bunch of like weird comeback one run victories. Uh, they're like I think they have one loss in one run games. I I don't know how quickly someone could look that up if they want to, but yeah, they they've been interesting. And then really the big one here, uh, Aaron Judge is out for the Yankees, who suddenly like their their offense just looks. I know they they've are, won a they few are, games, you here, but they're, they're playing record. Cleveland, whose offense also right. sucks. The 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 Marlins are sixteen and fifty. Yep, they are ten and zero in one run games. I mean, I don't think that's going to last. <laughs> well, you know, they have a it, pretty good bullpen. Yeah, it's yeah. a reflection of AJ Puck, your your closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with, been good. with the 597 ERA plus, <laughs> it's a it's, yeah, it's a it's a funny team. team. Yeah. It's a funny team. They've also uh, already used it, 16 relievers this season in like 30 games. If you if if you look up there, just on BRF, you know that little the the visual chart that shows like how much someone's lost by or won by as uh, mm-hmm. game by game. You know what I'm talking about? They they have their last five wins are all by one run. And their losses are all at least by two runs. And they've got three, one's an 11 nothing loss, six nothing. Uh, and then they lost 14 to six yesterday. So they have multiple, like, it's just like winning by the slimmest margins and losing by quite a lot. They're also, five uh, and five with a negative 28 run differential in the last 10 games. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to my guy, Garrett Hampson, 265, 308, 449 for them so far okay yeah that'll work I, we okay look i we've kind of been derelict i know this is a little far afield but since mm-hmm. we're on the marlins Luis rise is hitting 432 in may <laughs> 11 walks against five strikeouts and 108 plate appearances he's slugging 547 i mean that's an iso i mean he's hitting 432 <laughs> I know, I know. but like huh I, look, we all liked Pablo Lopez, and Pablo Lopez has mm-hmm. been good. Yeah, yeah. This has been a. Look, the, where would the Marlins be with? He's just hitting fourth for them. Luis Arise is hitting fourth. Yeah, for this team. Imagine if he had any protection in the lineup whatsoever. This is like <laughs> this is like small college college baseball line, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, this, this is, is this is like yeah. Zach Neto at Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Camp. Yeah, that's a, that's a great that's a great pull. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. I don't know, incredible. How when does he go under four under four hundred? He's at four thirty two. All right, let's look at his his last seven game. His last seven games, he's hitting four seventy four, five twenty two, five twenty six. <laughs> so he's actually gone up in the last week. Yeah, he was barely over four hundred for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Uh, his last two weeks have been 419, 487, 484. Patrick, where, when is he going to go under 400? Um, he uh, will not. He will never this whole year go under 400. Okay. He's just going to stay. Yep. He's going to be the, the 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 first 400 hitter in, what, 70 years? Okay, Jeffrey, it's, it's gonna it, is May, it is May 4th. Does he survive May over get, 400? He will get to the all-star break. I'll say. Wow. Ooh. Wow. You guys are. I've watched I mean, a lot of Luis Arias and he's just is super annoying. <laughs> he is. He is super annoying. I mean, look, we, we had this um, conversation about Vlad and Vlad is already like down to 350 or whatever. I did not actually think that Vlad was going to hit. Uh, no, I, I was going to give him till the end of the May. I, I think he makes it to June. So like the that's, thing is, that's where I was going to go. But if I'm right. 
Good thing we're doing this on a podcast, a medium which I can cite mm-hmm. uh, very easily. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the league average whiff rate is 24.7%. His is 6.8. He's, he's incredible. And like he's he hits the ball medium incredible. hard, like just very average exits. He doesn't hit the ball like his max isn't very good, but his his ability to control the barrel is yes really good though. Yep. The spray angle stuff yep. is like he knows where to hit it. Um, and I'm not saying that lasts forever, but that's that's what it is right now. Yeah, I mean, know? if you look at his spray chart on like Savant, it's just everywhere. Yeah, just line literally line to line. Thirty percent line drive rate. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, you hit a lot of ninety-one mile an hour line drives. They're they're gonna find grass. Spe- speaking of giving someone till the end of May, uh, Bryce Harper originally early early on this year before the season started was not placed on the sixty-day IL, and the general reaction was, if he comes back by June first, you know, by the end of May, last last week of May. That will be insanely fast, and the Phillies are le- leaving their options open. What actually happened is Bryce Harper returned May second, <laughs> uh, and had like a four-hit game on May third. What the fuck, guys? Hey, he. Uh, let's see. In two games, uh, he is now halfway to Jacob Stallings' hit total for the entire year. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and i don't think did he get a hit the first game no right no he didn't yeah (laughs) i mean bryce harper i know he's a fat he had this this kind of with a uh a thumb injury last year i think or or maybe the year before where he was like projected to miss six to eight weeks and came back in four there's clearly something that's just like he's he's a good healer um but like is it just like he decides he's going to do it? Incredible pain tolerance. I mean, look, we don't know. Obviously, we're speculating. But what the hell? Like, this is insane. Yeah. No one has come back from Tommy John surgery this far. Even even among hitters, has come back this fast. This is a very good podcast, daughter. Because like, there's literally nothing to say about this. It's just incredible. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't. Know. It's just wild. <laughs> it's just incredible. It's wild. This is this is my version of Chase Anderson. Fun facts. Yeah. See. Um, no, he's he's incredible. I I do. Did you note the uh, dust up over that he wasn't able to get his arm? He's got like this kind of mechanical arm protection thing, and on one of the instances, he was not able to get it on in time due to pace of play issues. Even though Nick Castellanos um, called for time to allow him to to put it on, he still did not kind of yeah. get it on in time. Uh, the the league needs to give the i mean first of all, the umpires i think have the discretion the umpires need to like chill out I'm, let a guy get a get a get a brace on i'm optimistic that eventually they will figure it out uh, well I, so i i think what the league will say like you need to apply for an exception just like people do when there's like a you know a crowd when an anticipated like crowd cheer but he's like wearing the brace all like he doesn't know when he's gonna get on base or whatever right no 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 but you say like when he gets on base we need time whatever right you know what i mean like you just say like we're applying for an exception to to this delay to start thing the league will say that and i think like fine the phillies and whoever else should do that to allow it 
number two, but but that's number two. Number one is the umpires should use a little bit of discretion, and they do have this. Like if something happens, if a ball lands on the field, you know, like a, a beach ball if you're in LA or whatever, if something lands on the field, they can stop it. They can just say, wave it off. Wait, we're going to restart it, right? We've had this issue with, with literal pitch clock issues. They've said like, wait, no, we're undoing it, restart it, whatever. They have this discretion. Use it reasonably. Come on. The guy just came back from from surgery, I whatever, like let him put on a fucking brace. It's fine. Number that's the first one. The second one is fine. Apply for the exception. The third one is the the two teams need to unite to uh, overpower the rule book and just Nick Castellano should call timeout. Then the pitcher should call timeout. And then if it's still not on, Nick Castellano should take a strike. And then the pitcher should take a ball until the the thing is on and everything's even. It's fine. This is fine. It doesn't matter. I mean, at least, I mean, the one that drives me crazy is the ovations. Um, the ump can hear the ovation, right? <laughs> there. <laughs> right. You right. know that it's happening. Let it happen. Like, you're not more important than that. It's, yeah. I, I don't I, know. Do, do, you, do you have anything to my, my theory that the, they should work together to overthrow the The, the problem, order? Craig, as I've noticed, yeah. is that there are no even counts. And so. <laughs> sure. But even you know one, I mean. one. I'm it's just, not, no, 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 but no, I'm, it's, it's, it's Yes, one one is imbalanced, but at the same time, it's like it's given to it's right? the best like thing it's, you can it's, do. We're yeah. sharing the responsibility. Yeah. I think it's a little like in soccer, like when someone gets gets hurt or whatever, like a team will just kick it out of bounds. Yeah, and and then when when it comes, you know, when play returns, they they uh, it's given back to the team right. that, that kicked it out of bounds. Right? It's just it's just an acknowledgement uh, of this kind of thing. I think that's fine. Like I think I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why this is so complicated. Anyway, uh, I mentioned the Wander Ball flip earlier. What's what's the hot take, Patrick? What's the hot take on the Wander Ball flip? Where are you at? I I think that this is one of those things where uh, the first of all, uh, it's very confusing to me because I swore, and this is me clearly making something up from my own childhood. As a as a Seattleite in the eighties, the third baseman for the Seattle Mariners was Jim Presley. And I swore that Jim Presley did this all the time at third base. And I don't know why I would have thought that. There's certainly no evidence of Jim Presley playing baseball on video, (laughs) on the internet in 2023. Like, there's literally one highlight of him hitting a home run. Otherwise, Jim Presley did not exist except to become a hitting coach for a lot of bad teams. Um, So I have no idea if it's true or not. But I feel like he would would get a – he would catch a, a hotline drive and then he would just kind of flip it up into the air and catch it with his other hand and throw. And as a third baseman, you had plenty of time to do that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, even if it didn't happen, I certainly, as a an eight year old, thought, well, that's cool. <laughs> and I would try and imitate it, imitate the thing that I'm not sure I was actually imitating. I, my my feeling about this is that if it's bad, it will inevitably prove itself to be bad. Like. If if he actually like miss makes a couple of of misplays because he is flipping this, the problem will solve itself and he will stop doing it and everyone will tease him for a little bit and then we will move on. If it does not create a problem, then he'll just keep doing it and we'll accept that it's fine. We don't he, he doesn't need us to have any opinion on this whatsoever. It's just going to solve itself. Right. So I agree. 
with all of that. I don't know why people are like I, I saw people saying like, oh, it's risky. I don't like that it's risky. Whatever, man. But it, you didn't you don't have to do it. When you play shortstop for the Rays in a major league game, you don't have to do it, right? That's fine. Um, I also think he should try more advanced stuff. I think I think that's this I think this I think this is all fine. This is there any difference people talking about it being disrespectful, this and that. How is this different than like doing like a windmill dunk in basketball? Right. Or or like people have gone off the glass back to themselves. But it, it, this is just it's style. Right. It's stylization. And if anything, any particular play, even less likely to have any impact <laughs> than in a basketball game. Um, yeah, I, I see no problem with it. I it's fine. I think you should start looking to like uh, skateboarding or snowboarding and doing like, let me, can I go off my back heel? Can I, can I front, you know, uh, he should, he should start naming it. Like they have the absurd names in, in, uh, in skateboarding and and, uh, snowboarding tricks and stuff like that. Like, I think he needs to start, yeah, mix in some spins, maybe some aerials. I don't know. I think we need to do something, throw it up, do a spin, catch it, throw it. I don't know. And the way we need to do this, because we need statistics is we need to create a point system. We need an yeah. Well, the, I mean, the arbiter on the yeah to give style points. It's very like it's very Tony Hawk three. Uh, yeah, Tony Hawk pro skater. You know, just just assign a point value, and then we'll keep a leaderboard. And and there we go. That's all. That it doesn't. It's like points in a video game. It doesn't actually do anything. It's just points, and you can right. care about them or you don't have to care about them. Exactly. Uh, so that's that's where we are in Wander. Uh, the White Sox, the white hot White Sox, I believe winners of three straight. I'd have to go back and check, but I think that's right. Made 11 roster moves in a single day. They have won three straight. What, when was the last time you saw that? I mean, I, I cannot think of a time personally. It's, um, it's, it, it, there's 10 roster moves and then there's Billy Hamilton. Which is worth ten roster moves in itself. Billy Hamilton back in the major leagues, um, the Chase Anderson of center field or the center fielders, I think, is a pretty good way to say it. Well, and he's is this his third stint with the White Sox? Second, something like that. It's his third stint with everybody. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, the the White Sox uh, have won three in a row. That's you know so apparently it did it did something I believe the move started after their first win but uh, good for them I guess I, it seemed like a lot of Renis Oscar Colas sent down uh, I guess which is why you need Billy Hamilton uh, to some degree yeah we'll see we'll see what happens um, sticking in Chicago Patrick your man your man from from preseason as you kept wondering why the Cubs kept blocking Matt Mervis. Matt Mervis will be here in Chicago this weekend. How excited are you? Look, I I am a child of the late aughts, uh, you know, statistical revolution, right? I'm, I'm not a member of Sabre 1.0, but I learned from 1.0. And that was the era in which everybody was blocked all the time. It started with Yerbal Durazo and it's, it went on for years. And you were just like, that was half of being a baseball fan was being upset that terrible veteran was blocking promising rookie on bad team. And we don't get many of those anymore. Um, so 
this is and this is just clear. This is such a throwback. Having Eric Hosmer starting baseball games in 2023 is just such a throwback to that time. And so it it really does feel nice to have like this sense of justice. We we finally can ask for somebody to be freed, and they were freed. It feels like Eric so, Hosmer has been around so long that he was also blocking uh, Cuba Kuahua yeah. back in uh, the day too. He's blocked a lot. I wonder who's blocked the most people. (laughs) There's an article. Yeah. So Eric Osmond is hitting 250, 294, 363, which the Astros wish they were getting out of Jose Abreu, by the way. Um, Eric Osmond came up yesterday in the ninth with the Cubs down two to one with no out. And he. Attempted to sacrifice bunt players over to second. Now, obviously, a single at that point wins it. But I feel like if you're the starting, I think he was DH. He was DHing yesterday. You're the starting DH for a team. Well, with that 360 slug, maybe shouldn't be sacrificed. Double, so. And yeah, a ground ball is uh, a double play. <laughs> the next, the next ball is a double. Was a double play, and the game ended, and they lost mm-hmm. to the Nationals. So that's what I will note. Uh, happened there uh yeah no i think it's time for matt mervis who i really liked your tweet yesterday patrick you were like i have to assume he's like slashing negative 143 at this point uh (laughs) you know you had you had a full slash line but like hitting negative 143 he uh but yeah he's here i think this will help the cubs the cubs are are the cubs also frisky i feel like i'm using they might not be they might not be frisky they just got walked off by alex call they might not be frisky anymore okay yeah, I mean, you that's have, you have to be 500 to be frisky. Um, that's not great. What I will say is, oh, so now they're they're 15 and 16. Yeah, is that I'm looking yep. okay. I will say, even after that loss, they have the same run, I know, run differential as the Dodgers. They're plus 42 right now. Mm-hmm. Does that I mean, like, they're, they're not awful. The offense is good, like, that. that's part of what's made Eric Hosmer so funny is that he was the only <laughs> that the offense has been good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess we could do the Cody Bellinger update. Is that he's still really good right now? Yeah. Uh, 291, 364, 573. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Uh, all right. We really, I took a long time on that, but I wasn't expecting. I apologize. Jeffrey, we, we have a long a time on everything, Craig, despite what? Patrick's insistence that nothing happens between Monday and Thursday. We are in Both of you think nothing happens, and yet we still talk all the time. So, but it is time for Octavio's game. So I have. Come up with seven more players that played for a lot of baseball teams. And you will have to bid against each other and name how many baseball teams they played for. Since Craig won last time, we will give uh, Patrick the opening slot. Patrick, Cameron Mabin played for 10 teams. How yeah, many uh, can you name? I just want to say that that it, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm going to I'm going to argue with your selection process before I actually know what it is. Okay. Uh, we you could you could throw in some 70s and 80s players if you really want. No, I, I, I no. I'm trying to keep it. There's a there's a there's a couple in this uh, list. I think you'll find a little more palatable, Patrick. All right, all right. But I don't know how far back we're going to go. Same. I'm just saying there's there's a there's an implicit bias. Yeah. Uh, as there's the old person the... on this podcast. Wait a minute, but you follow baseball still. But I, I, but, I but I'm old. I don't know anyone from the 70s or 80s. No, exactly because because I'm old, and also I have two children, and you only still have one child, and therefore I'm doubly sleep provide, deprived. 
and therefore Wait, that is less long, less memory. That is retention. a very temporary. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm pulling, pulling it out now. <laughs> All right, so Cameron Maven, we'll go back to Cameron Maven. I'm yeah. gonna let's see. I'm gonna go ahead and say, ah, uh, let's bring up my list of not. I'm not looking up Cameron. Yes, Maven. we know. Just, You're just trying to remember how many teams there are in the standings. Yes, and who to... they are. All right, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say five. Craig, can you name you six? Said, he said five. You name six or more of the ten Cameron Maven teams. Ten Cameron Maven. Um, no, I'm gonna let him do it. I because okay. I think I did every single one. Let's not every single one, but close to it. Yeah. All right, Patrick. Five. All right, we're gonna go with the uh, Detroit Tigers. Yes. Uh, the I don't can't remember if there was still the Florida Marlins back when he played for the Marlins. The Marlins. Uh, the Mets. Yes. The Mariners. Yes. Yeah, one more. And I think He's... I'm going to go with the Yankees. He yeah, did play for the Yankees. Yankees. Yes. All right. He also played for the Cubs, Astros, Angels, and Braves. Okay. I had the Astros race. as my backup, so there. I go. did not remember the Mariners. Mariners. Cameron Maven at all. Oh, he was awful. <laughs> It was awful for the Mariners. All right, so Patrick is up one to nothing. We move to Craig. Tommy Lastella played for six teams. Okay. How many um, can you name? I'm going to say... Uh, wait, I'm going to say three? Three. Patrick. I'm going to say five. Whoa. Wow. Can you name all six Tommy Lestella yeah. teams? Craig. No, I can't. All right, Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> right. I, I, if I lose this, it's fine because I honestly can't. Patrick is so. doing the whole like uh <laughs> he's just hustling at this point. All right, we're gonna go with the we uh, you into a false sense of security last week or last the Seattle ago. Mariners, barely technically. Yes, yes, all right, sure. San Francisco Giants, yes, the Chicago Cubs, yes. Those the were o- my three. The Oakland Athletics. Yes, we just got DFA'd from. And the LA Angels. Yes. All right. He also played for the Atlanta Braves. I I have no mem- memory of uh, the Braves or... the. When did he play for Oakland? He just got DFA'd by them <laughs> this year. Oh, I didn't know they picked him up when the, yeah. when the Mariners cut him. Yeah. I thought the Mariners were his only team this year. Okay. Uh, working, working into right. a hole here. Yes. Patrick, Juan Pierre played for six teams. Ooh. How many can you name? Let's see. Um, Juan Pierre. I don't think I'm going to win this one. Um, looking down the list, and I'm going to say three. Uh, Craig, can you name four or more Juan Pierre teams? I'm very confident in three, but sure, I'll go four. And it worked. <laughs> Could you not name three? I, it would have been it would have been dicey to name the third one. Okay. All right, four teams, Craig. Uh, Marlins, yes. Rockies, Dodgers yes. Yes. are the three. Now we're into late career Juan Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really know why my brain is telling me this but it's telling me that he played for the cubs 
He did play for the Cubs. Uh, also played for the White Sox and the Phillies. Yeah, I was going to go with the Phillies. Oh, okay, the Phillies one. were also somewhere trickling. In the, somewhere in there. I do not remember White Juan Pierre on the fucking White Sox at all. So Craig has clawed one back. <laughs> it's two to one. And Craig, you get to bid first. Jose Mesa played for oh. eight teams. How many can you name? Uh... Two. Two. Fair enough. Patrick, can you name more than two Jose Mesa teams? I sure can. I'm going to go with four. Yeah, fine. I, I, I can't do Jose Mesa. Jose Mesa teams, Patrick. All right. Let's go with the Baltimore Royals. Yeah. Seattle Mariners. Yes. The Cleveland Indians. Yes. And the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes. You also got to done the Philadelphia Phillies, the Colorado Rockies, the San Francisco Giants, and the Detroit Tigers. This is before my time. Mm. Patrick, you get the first bid on Yusmero Petit. Played for six teams. Oh. um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with three. Uh, Yeah, I'll go four. Yeah, I should have gone four. Uh, I will pass. I don't think I can do five. All right. Four teams, Craig. Uh, use my, o- Oakland. Yep. San Francisco. Yep. Uh, God, is it, uh, the Angels. Yes. And God, is it just all California teams? Is it? Uh, he was on the Padres. I'm pretty sure. He was not on the Padres. Oh, no. Oh, the Seattle oh, Mariners. No. He was on the Seattle Mariners. No, he never pitched in the majors. For oh, for the he Mar- pitched oh. in Tacoma for them. Uh, so we both he got, he got hurt and had to go to the Mexican League. Oh, no. The other three were the Nats, your local team. Oh, well, sure. Uh, and then <laughs> in the before time, he pitched as a starter for both the Marlins and the Diamondbacks. Mm. Okay. Wow. Okay. So... Is Patrick one now? Is that four? I have one. one. That's four four one. All right. We'll do the last two. Uh, Regardless. Craig. Todd Zeal. Played for 11 teams. (laughs) He really really did. He really did. He played for a lot of teams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to say like five. All right. You might go six or more, Patrick. Oh, um, let me see real quick. I I like that Patrick's so studious about this, and I'm just like, yeah, you just take it, pick a number, ball in it. Like, I don't know, um, maybe. I think I'm gonna, oh boy. Um, you said five, I said five, yeah. I, I think you'll get five, and I don't think I'll get six. I'm gonna go with six. All right, I'm gonna try six. I, like i'm gonna let you do it i mean this seems to be your your day I'm gonna let yeah you do it. yeah all right well you start off with the cardinals yep uh he was on the mets yep uh the phillies yes the dodgers yes the orioles yes you know one more mm. cincinnati reds he yeah. did not play for oh, the cincinnati oh reds. i thought he did play for the reds oh Rangers, Rockies, Phillies, Expos, oh, Cubs, Yankees, Marlins. Uh, wow. I thought he, Patrick, I would have said the Reds. Felt very good. Yeah. Yeah. 
he feels like a guy who played for the Reds. He really does. All right. Last one. Uh, Patrick bids first on Esteban Loiza. Played for eight teams. Can I say one? No. um, (laughs) uh, I'm going to say three. Three Esteban Loiza teams. Craig, can you do four or more? I'm I'm pretty confident in three. Uh, Yeah, let's say four. Yeah, you can take it. Go ahead. White Sox? Yes. Dodgers? Yes. Um, Who was the other team I was going to... Marlins? No. Oh, really? So I had... I had four guesses and they were all four very totally different teams. <laughs> Who did you have, Patrick? I had the Rangers. Yes. The Expos. He did not play for the Expos. Ah, there you go. His full list oh, of teams are should have let him have it. Yeah. Pirates, Pirates, Rangers, White Sox, Blue Jays, Athletics, Dodgers, Nats, Yankees. Hmm. Oh. You don't get credit for it. You don't get credit for the Nats. The Nats. You don't get credit for I the don't Nats. get credit different, for the Nats. Different, okay. different team. All right. Different, different. Yeah, I, I also, I was. I'll I was, give you I Miami versus say, like, Florida on the Marlins. Whatever but, the uh, penitentiary team that he's, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's busted for moving drugs. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to get that one. I guess we no. were both, we, well, you get the point. But yeah. regardless, I was uh, just not going to get that one. Another good round, Shepard. Yeah, well, I done. still think we should do more seventies teams. Yeah, I'll see what I can do next time. All right. Well, you have to find someone else to do them with <laughs> because it's not. It can't be me. Um, Jose, Ma- I said Jose Mesa. By the way, I said Jose Mesa was before my time, and it was like nineteen ninety. He pitched into two thousand seven. <laughs> yeah, I know. So <laughs> he that's forever, not yeah. great. Yeah, he pitched forever, but like I didn't. He debuted in eighty seven. I was. Was it, was it that long ago? Oh yeah, it was that long ago. Yeah. He he then missed three. Two seasons, sorry. Um, but yes, he debuted in, in 87 and then was like a mainstay in the majors starting at 1990. So, I look, I didn't know he played for Baltimore at all. I, I was going to say Cleveland. He started for them. Yeah, he, he was a starter. Yeah, but I see that. I see that. But I was going to say Cleveland, who he also started one season for, 33 games. Um, I don't know if I would have known anyone beyond He Cleveland, He blew so. the save. On the very yeah. first game in Safeco Field. Oh, okay. I was there. Sure. <laughs> He's uh, not his most famous blown safe. No, I <laughs> might say. <laughs> uh, all right, that was that was well done. Uh, congratulations on your victory, Patrick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, well done on the game, Jeffrey. I get and two thank points. You t- <laughs> Put on the leaderboard. Thank, thank you to our listeners for joining us for another episode of Five and Dive, brought to you by the Baseball Perspectives Podcast Network. You can get in touch with the show at five and dive at baseballperspectus.com. We are wherever you get your podcasts. Just please search for Baseball Perspectus Podcast Network and we'll be in that feed. Thank you again. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.